0: Coming up next on The Voice of Alabama Politics, our special guest is Senator Greg Reed, President Pro Tem of the Alabama Senate. Also, the V Team takes a look at Space Command coming to Huntsville. And Tommy Tuberville gives his first official interview. A strange intersection in a shadow land called the Twilight Zone. Spooky. All this and much, much more coming up next on The V. Welcome to The Voice of Alabama Politics, where we tackle the tough issues so you have the hard facts. I'm your host, Bill Britt, and today I'm joined by Susan Britt, research guru extraordinaire, and Josh Moon, investigative reporter and columnist at APR. Good morning. Hey, guys. Good morning. So over the weekend, or right before the weekend, uh, our notorious bumper sticker uh, Bandit, I guess. <laughs> Printed up some new bumper stickers for us. It's a viewer out of Jefferson County, and it says, Tubby and Moe must go. <laughs> Those are excellent. Excellent, I like it a lot. I, we have about 10. I'll be glad to send you to it. Anybody else that would like one, there's 10 available, or, or a little less than 10. So if you would like one, just Just send us an email, we'll see what we can do about it. All right, Tubbs and Mo must go. Uh, This week we asked if Congressman Mo Brooks should be removed from office, should he be expelled from the house. An unscientific poll on Facebook showed that, Susan, a lot of people want Mo gone.
1: A lot of people want Mo gone in handcuffs. A lot of people want Mo gone in handcuffs to jail, but not in Alabama. They don't even want him to come back to the state.
0: Josh, I'd say there's Republicans and Democrats that are on that one.
2: Yeah, um, you know, <clears throat> Mo, Mo has earned uh, has earned every bit of the heat that he's taken. Uh, he has purposefully for the last several years, long before this. I mean, he was he was crazy long before this current uh, outrage. Uh, he has been consistently racist. He has been he has said vile and <coughs> ugly things about people. Uh, he has stood on the floor and you know used socialist democrats and used all the little buzzwords that you would normally hear on a message board as our congressperson there representing the state of Alabama. He has embarrassed the business community <coughs> of this state over and over and over again uh, as they g- try to go out and recruit businesses into this state. And he has res- uh, he has uh, absolutely embarrassed the constituents uh in, in north alabama in his district over and over and over again and i you know i don't know how he gets elected i don't know the people that vote for the guy but honest to god it's like it, it's just the most ridiculous thing I've, I've ever seen in this in this state that we continue to send this guy up there to represent us well you know congress takes a simple oath It's 14 words it
0: says i do solemnly swear or affirm that i will support The constitution of the united states i think when mo brooks got up at that trump rally Mm -hmm. and and pointed people at the capitol Mm -hmm. and said let's go down there and take names let's be taking names and kicking ass he wasn't talking about donkeys like he said he was talking about people he was and to me that is violating his oath of office And you know, Susan, the oath of office does not say, I will do what my constituents want, or I will do what is popular with the voters. It says the Constitution. There's
1: a reason it says that, because of this kind of mayhem, Mm -hmm. you know, that can ensue at any time. I mean, it's one thing to embarrass people. It's you know, it's you know, to to, to step out of line and stay stepped on the floor. It's, it's another thing to incite an insurrection of our government, yeah. which is exactly what he
0: yeah. did. Yeah, Josh, how? No, you're right. How and, can and, they? And, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, how can they impeach Donald Trump and not
2: expel Mo Brooks? I, I don't understand, uh, I, I don't think you can do not reason, you know, you can't reason those things out. And, you know, and, and I like to say, too, uh, on his excuse of, well, I was talking about the, the ass that's the mascot of the Democratic Party. So you were, oh, you, yeah. you just meant to go down there and kick the, uh, and and hit or kick or, you know, promote violence against the, the other side because you disagree with them politically. Oh, well, that's much better, no. Yeah. That's, a, that's a lot yeah. better excuse. Yeah, I mean, shut but, up. I mean, it's, it was, he knew what he was doing. He was inciting those people and he was uh, he was pushing them like he was always would because they're so he's so dumb he could never see the the consequences of his words and so here we are. And, and the boys never spent any time on a
1: farm because there's a definite difference between a donkey and a jackass, two totally different things. There.
0: Well, I don't think he knows the difference between hay and straw. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I want to move on. Um, you know, uh, we Alabama has landed the uh, U.S. Space Command Headquarters. Mm-hmm. I know there's some caveats in there, but these things usually go through, and uh, Governor K. Ivey uh, announced it this week, and so did Senator Shelby. Josh, I thought it was telling when Governor Kay Ivey sent out her tweet. She thanked uh, Senator Shelby. She thanked uh, former Senator Jones. She thanked uh, Mike Rogers, Representative Mike Rogers, and she thanked Tommy Battle.
2: Hmm?
0: I didn't hear a peep about uh, the other guys.
2: Yeah, well, it's a, uh, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a shame that you couldn't get the true space cadet up there in, in North Alabama to work <laughs> in, in his own district. Uh, but, yeah, you know, honestly, it's, uh, it, it, anybody who was involved in this, they know better. They wouldn't have let Mo involved in those negotiations. They wouldn't have let Tubberville involved in the negotiations for this. What would they bring? Oh, they could bring have bring anything. to be involved. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah. I mean, you know. Well, they, there's they a rumor
0: it. out there. Go ahead, Josh. I'm sorry.
2: Uh, it's just that, you know, they needed competent, smart business people to work on this thing, and those those two guys are neither.
0: Well, you know, a l- lot of credit goes to Battle and Rogers uh, and Kay Ivey. I think a tremendous amount of credit goes to Senator Richard Shelton. Absolutely. Uh, we got about a minute. I want to talk here a second about this this thing. So, so Brooks comes out and then says, well, this might not be a done deal because the Democrats and Biden will take it away from us. If it gets taken away, it's because of Mo Brooks. Mm -hmm. It's because of Mo Brooks. And he knows it. Yeah, so he's already covering his butt. But I I wanna bring up one thing. They were about to say, I've I've heard this from Capitol Hill insiders, that Mo Brooks and Tommy Duberville were about to say they cut a deal with Trump to get this. Mm -hmm. And we reported on it. And if you look at the Colorado papers, they're saying the reason that Alabama got it over Colorado is because Bo Brooks and Tommy Tuberville cut a deal to back the president Ooh. to
1: overthrow an election. wonder where they could have
2: heard that. <laughs> yeah, that, I mean, that's nonsense. Tuberville I mean, it, wasn't it,
1: it, around long enough. Bo Brooks was not involved. I mean, Jesus. Yeah, but
2: yeah, they I mean, made it, a deal it, with Trump. It, oh,
1: during insurrection. You just, if
2: insurrection. If you think that, you don't understand how the process like that works and how, yeah. how long this has been going on and how much effort these people involved up here in North Alabama have put into that project. And to, and to shrink it down to that sort of nonsense w- would be ridiculous in any circumstance. And the idea that Trump would need Alabama Republican support down here, I mean, for God's sakes, could they support him more? Nope. Well, we're gonna have to over right there.
0: You're watching The V, the voice of Alabama pro... What? Politics. <laughs>
1: Chubby
3: and Moe gotta go. So you got caught speeding. But this time you got more than a ticket.
2: What are you in for?
3: Vehicular homicide. Stop speeding before speeding stops you. Drive safe, Alabama. A message from your Alabama Department of Transportation.
1: Your career isn't a job, it's a journey. Your next job could lead to bigger things and you're in charge of how fast and how far you want to go. At alabamaworks.com, you can connect with employers and start working right now. Then chart your path forward with training and career planning tools. That next paycheck is great, but it's only the beginning. Start a great success story at alabamaworks.com.
2: A lot can change in five years, except those smile lines you treated with Bellafill, because that's about how long Bellafill will keep them smooth and filled, five years. Now you can always look your best without all those injections, appointments, and costs. Bellafill is the only dermal filler that stimulates and maintains collagen growth long-term. Now time is on your side.
0: Welcome back to The V, the voice of Alabama politics. Our special guest today is Senator Greg Reed, President Pro Tem of the Alabama Senate. Welcome, Senator Reed. Thank you, Bill. Appreciate the
3: opportunity to be with you. Uh, it's always a privilege to uh, interact with you and your team.
0: Uh, look forward to our visit today. Well, you are welcome here anytime and we appreciate your leadership and we're looking forward to uh, many years uh, of working together. Uh, it, it, it seems unbelievable, but session is just a little more than two weeks away. I know that you have a lot on your plate. Could we talk real quickly about what you see as the priorities for the 2021 session?
3: Well, you're right. We began on February the 2nd, so it's not far off. We've been uh, working with Senate leadership and and, uh, my colleagues related to a number of topics and working with the House leadership in regards to trying to narrow down the priorities that are most important to the people as we get started with the session. I think there are probably three topics that are uh, paramount in regards to the priorities uh, for both chambers. And number one on those is a liability legislation carried by Senator Orr out of Decatur in the Senate, and it basically tries to eliminate frivolous lawsuits associated with coronavirus. Um, this is something supported across the board, business, healthcare, trial lawyers, everyone is engaged in trying to protect the judiciary in this situation. So I think that's important. Another one is not taxing the stimulus resource, whether it be PPP loan that you got for your business or an individual check you receive from the federal government as stimulus. Uh, those should not be taxed by Alabama. And so there's legislation required to make that statutory that those are not going to be taxed. So I think that's something that's important to the people. And I know both chambers are in agreement. The other thing is incentives for attracting industry to Alabama. And Bill, this is something that's really important to me. We've had uh, three pieces of legislation over the last four years, the Alabama Jobs Act, the Growing Alabama Act, and the AIM Act, of which I have been the sponsor of all three of those pieces of legislation in the state Senate. Recruiting industry to Alabama and increasing jobs and growing our economic manufacturing and industrial base is the most important thing to us. And so in trying to look at these incentives, the legislature on purpose said, we're gonna sunset those incentives after four years to really force us into a situation to re-examine what is a very competitive environment, whether we're competing with Georgia or Mississippi or Michigan or wherever, to try and attract these industries to come to Alabama. We need to make sure that we're using every tool available to us to be able to do that. So I've been working closely with Chairman Bill Poole out of Tuscaloosa and Secretary Canfield uh, on those incentives. So that's going to be the third piece that will be a high priority for the legislature as we get started.
0: It's, it, and these are all things that I think uh, the, the legislature is prepared for. I think this has been uh, in the news and we've talked about it to a great extent. And it, it seems like there won't be any resistance to these packages one of the things that has been bandied about a lot is how are we going to have session where in the midst of a global pandemic we get a bunch of people together lawmakers media uh general public lobbyists we all get together at the state house how are we going to stay safe
3: Well, that's a big question that we've been working on. Of course, we've dealt with this already as we ended the session last year early, uh, came back for a small segment to try and work on budgets and some things that were just the minimum requirements. Um, As a result of the the virus, it really had a huge effect on us. Uh, And it's a very serious issue with me. I take it very seriously. Uh, I've had a number of senators in my uh, caucus that have right. been very sick with the coronavirus. So we have to take it seriously. I've, um, um, I've had folks in my church and folks in my community uh, that have fallen ill, and some of them have lost their lives to this virus. So we have to be serious about it. At the same time, we have a constitutional responsibility to do the people's business. And there's right. a lot of things that are on the radar that need to be managed and dealt with, just like the topics that we just spoke about. So we're going to have to come back to Montgomery and do our work as transparent and as open as we can, but as effective and as safely as we can. And so the way we're going to do that, if you think about the statehouse on any given day, legislators, staff and the general public, there's five or six hundred people that are in that building. So there's going to be some level of requirement for people that are coming into the building. We're gonna be offering all kinds of options to staff uh, where they're gonna be following themselves with an app on their phone, temperature checks, questions about their health. Uh, We've got testing that's gonna be available and gonna be required. Uh, We've got a program certainly for the general public. We're gonna have to have the building open for the public. The House of Representatives is going to have options on first floor and second floor of the building. Whereas you come in the building, you'll be directed to areas that will have uh, television set up where you can watch things that are going on in the building, but also areas where members can reserve rooms to have meetings with with constituents from their districts or with lobbyists or whoever they want to meet with. The Senate's going to do the same thing on the third floor of the State House, and also the Senate is going to be allowing members to have meetings in their offices. So if someone has an appointment. Uh, they can't hang around in the hallways, as is normally the case, right? but be able to, let me turn my phone off here, be able right. to um, have opportunity for meetings in their offices, and uh, that's something that is uh, important. I think that's important to our membership, and so they'll be able to do that, but in a safe way, uh, be several requirements for that. One of the things we're going to look to do moving forward is we're going to work for two weeks diligently to try and get as much done as we can. And then on the third week, kind of take a break. There may be some committee activity that week, but the goal is to stop, work with the House and and the Senate leadership, understand where we are, what have we accomplished, where are we on our priorities, how are the protocols working, and just kind of reassess and make sure that we're doing the right things moving forward taking input from members and staff members, working with the Clerk of the House, the Secretary of the Senate, to make sure that we're doing things as effectively and as safely as we can. It won't be perfect, but it's the best we
0: can do. Well, you know, this is, these are trying times for everyone. <clears throat> There's a lot at stake. this business of the state has to go forward I want to thank you for joining us today. I want to thank you for the work that you're doing for the people of Alabama, and you are always welcome to come back. It is an open door for you. Thank you very much. Thank you, Bill. You're watching The V, the voice of Alabama politics. Our special guest today has been Senator Greg Reed, President Pro Tem for the Alabama Senate. We'll be right back.
3: You'll never guess what 400,000 people in the U.S. were using when they crashed their cars last year. No, not this. This. Distracted driving will kill you. Drive safe, Alabama. A message from your Alabama Department of Transportation.
0: back to the V the voice of Alabama politics you know uh, uh, congressional members of the Republican delegation in Alabama uh, supported overturning the elections in in certain states that would have swung the election to Donald Trump Uh, other state House uh, uh, Republicans favored that as well Uh, You can look at them as patriots, or you can look at them as uh, members of the Hall of Shame. Mm. But, uh, Josh, I thought we'd look uh, at some of the, what these guys did, a few of them did during that and leading up to it and afterwards. And the first one, (coughs) excuse me, to come to mind is Steve Marshall. Steve Marshall had a very big role in Mm -hmm. the march that led to the riots that that tried to usurp the government.
2: Uh, he did, you know, the, the organization he chaired uh, there, the Rural Law Defense Fund, which is part of the Republican Association of uh, Attorney Generals, and or the re- Republican Attorney General Association, and uh, he, um, you know, they they funded a lot of that stuff. They promoted it. They pushed it out. They, re- they did robocalls encouraging people to get there. They had a guy that spoke at the event. Uh, you know, in addition to that. You know, not to be forgotten, uh, Steve Marshall jumped on this bandwagon, uh, you know, to, to challenge the elections uh, in filing the lawsuit uh, that they hoped to go to the Supreme Court uh, without an ounce of proof. Uh, and, and as a matter of fact, filed it against other states for doing the same thing Alabama had done in changing election laws and rules. Uh, mm-hmm. S-
0: Susan, I mean, the fact that the ra- head of Raga resigned over this, Says something now. Steve Marshall says he's going to investigate his own organization.
1: He's going to investigate himself. That's rich, yeah. not surprisingly at all. I mean, the guy will do anything for a headline. I mean, that's just obvious. But you know, and he's he's going to jump up and investigate something that he supported all along. And that's, and, that's yeah. just.
0: And, and Jonathan everywhere. put this picture back up. Here is uh, Steve Marshall's official picture on his <laughs> attorney general website. <laughs> It, is that a glamour shot? Is or is that what those teen those teenage girls use, Josh?
2: Well, uh, it's definitely been run through a filter, uh, or five, <laughs> or uh, two, and uh, you know, I yeah. mean, I, I mean, come on. You, if
1: you if you pull it up close enough, you can see where they actually drew in his lips with a pink, and I'm talking about not this kind of pink, but a baby doll pink.
0: Well, mm. I mean, it, that's a lot of vanity that you got the picture on your official government uh, website mm-hmm. is one that's, it looks like a teenage girl ran it through Instagram or TikTok, you need know?
1: to get him one of those with the little, you know,
0: the little furry ears and the little furry, yeah, well, he has be that cute. beard that'd be cute. thing. That'd, be cute. Yeah. that'd be cute. Anyway, uh, vanity of vanities, right? <laughs> uh, Barry Moore uh, has been busy. Uh, you know, he was a vocal opponent of, uh-huh. of uh, he, was, he wanted to overthrow the elections. <laughs> And then he came back out and Josh he said some stuff on Twitter that got him banned I mean got him banned
2: yeah it's um, and, and really he should have been just been banned for general stupidity just several years ago and uh, I mean honestly I, I got to be honest the, the fact that, that Barry Moore can sign into Twitter uh, uh, is is really uh, a step higher than I thought he would be able to do but um, it, it, you know I just I, all of these people, That with this with the election challenge stuff, you know, they at this point, you know, now what Kevin McCarthy's come out and said, oh, listen, there was no election fraud. You know, Joe Biden was the winner. You know, this has all been settled. You know, so it was all a ruse. They all knew better. They all knew that this was not right. They all knew what they were doing, and that they were lying about it. And I know that part of it was simply a political ploy to undermine Joe Biden going into his administration and try to cut some of the, you know, the progress that's going that he's going to take into this. I, I get that. I get the political nature of this. But my God, man! I mean, this has gone on long enough. But Susan, this is this is.
0: He said, "Wow, we have more arrests for stealing a podium on January sixth than we do for stealing an election on November." 3rd. Third. I mean, and then he comes back, or or beforehand, he said, I understand it was a black officer that shot the white female veteran. You know, that doesn't fit the narrative. I mean, he's talking about a woman who was trying to break into Mm -hmm. coming through a window.
1: Mm
0: -hmm. Uh, She was tragically shot. She was doing what she wasn't supposed to be doing. But that sounds awfully racist. Well, it had
1: nothing to do with the white or black police officer. It had to do that they were trying to break, they had already broken the windows on that door. Mm-hmm. The officers on the other side of that door were behind a barricade. They were in fear for their lives. Now that had nothing to do with whether you were white or black. No. I'm sorry, Barry, but get a grip.
0: Yeah, I mean, and, and that is what, and, and, and I've talked to, uh, I've talked to uh, business leaders, I've talked to politicians, I've talked to former uh, army officers uh, and and they all too one are ashamed of what happened to our capital. You know, I thought it was interesting. Uh, one of our military officers pointed this out to me. He said, "You know, they pointed to a target and told them to go get them." Mm-hmm. And he also pointed out the fact that they really didn't vandalize the statues, the portraits, and that kind of stuff. What they vandalized, what they went in there, is they went after people. But I, I guess we're going to have to move on. Tommy Tuberville falsely claims that President Trump said he made a mistake. Never happens. Josh, no, never. the president of the United States never said he made a mistake.
2: No, yeah. he did not. As a matter of fact, he said it was a perfect, it was a perfect speech. And everybody who had heard it and re-listened <clears> to it and read the transcript said it was a perfect speech, much like his phone call with the Ukrainian official was a perfect phone call. Uh, you know, all always perfect. Everything I don't understand. Is perfect. I don't understand how he keeps getting himself into trouble with all this perfect.
0: Well, and and Tuberville had his first... Uh, uh, press 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 briefing after he became senator, and it was just the most bizarre thing I, I I think I've I've seen because he absolutely made no sense most of the time. Josh,
2: he doesn't know, and he's not trying to know. I mean, and, and when you say, well, what doesn't he know? He doesn't know anything. He doesn't. He literally doesn't know the basics of the job, and he and he's not know trying the whole range to understand of the it. I, I just no. I, I mean. I just can't, it, it'll, it'll go down forever as one of the great tragedies of this state that we picked that guy by 20 points over Doug Jones. You know, I, no matter what you think of Doug Jones, Doug Jones went in there and tried at that job. He put everything he had into it to learn the job, to learn what was going on, and to get in there and work with people. And Tommy Tuberville has done none of that, and he's not going to. And enough enough work that K Ivy recognized him for the space
1: session.
0: Well, yeah. that's going to be the last word You've been watching The V, the voice of Alabama politics. You watch us because we watch them.